Good evening. My name is Mikey Puckett. I'm the Seven River Student Ministry Director, and I'm excited to share with you guys our new series on habits. We spent the last few weeks talking about you being God's beloved. We've talked about what that means for your life, and, 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 and we've talked about how that happens and how that works out. And, and essentially, we came to the conclusion that because of Jesus and his work and everything that he's done for us, you are now God's beloved. Because Jesus became unloved, you now become lovable in Jesus. So through a relationship with Jesus, you are God's beloved. And, and some of you for the first time uh, a few weeks ago decided, yes, that's what I believe. I believe in Jesus. And so I'm going to follow him. I'm going to make him part of my life. And, and, and that's going to happen. So essentially, you know, you are living this life now under this umbrella of God's love. And he absolutely loves you and cares about you. And so when we talk about habits, what I'm not talking about is something that a, a checklist, a, a list of things for you to do and accomplish in order to earn this love from God. And we have a tendency to make it about that, especially in Christianity, to make following Jesus about a checklist, about a rules, set of rules that we need to be able to do. And if we do those rules, then God will love us. That That's completely wrong. What, what we talked about the last few weeks is that God's love for you is based solely on the work of Jesus. So Jesus became unlovable so that you can become lovable in Jesus. So that's the basis for this. And so when we talk about these habits, and, and tonight the first kind of series of habits that I want to talk about is habits of worship. They fall under this category category of habits of worship. It's not a checklist. It's something that we do out of the filling up of our hearts because we know that we are God's beloved. And it's a way that we can saturate ourselves in this knowledge so that every single day without thinking, we can know deep down in our souls and hearts that truly we are loved. So what we're creating is this habits of worship. And what I'm talking about is, is this receiving of God's love, a way to live in which you can open your heart, mind, and soul to this outpouring of God's love to you so that you don't have to go a day without knowing, without believing in the deepest corners of your heart that you are truly loved. So let's define what a habit is real quick. A habit is something we do over and over again without thinking. And these habits that we do over and over again without thinking, they shape us. And we don't shape these habits, but really they shape our lives. And habits are powerful and they're critical because really we do them subconsciously. I mean, there's so many things that you don't even realize you're doing. So like every single morning when I wake up, I don't even realize this, but I, I have just kind of come to this realization that I wake up and I go straight to my cell phone. I open it up and I check my messages, check Instagram, check, check Facebook, and, and I just indoctrinate myself with this community that... I don't really have face-to-face -face connections with. And I'll sit there and, and be on my phone for 15, 20, 30 minutes in the morning. And I don't realize that this is a habit because my alarm is on my phone so that I turn my alarm off and then I start scrolling on my phone and checking my emails and working, even, even on, on my phone. These are the habits that I embody. And then after I do that, I go and, and make myself coffee. That's a habit. You have habits that you don't even realize you're doing and, and maybe... A way to realize what your habits are is to just ask some of your friends and family members and they'll be able to tell you what your habits. Uh, your friends and family members know the little things that you do without thinking. So the, the issue that we're running into is that we're doing a bunch of little things that we're not thinking about that are having significant power in shaping 
who we are in our lives. And, and we sit here and you may be sitting here and you may feel that you are unsatisfied with your life. You feel empty. You feel like there's so many things every single day that you're trying to do and accomplish to make your life better, but yet your life is getting worse and worse. It seems like life seems to fall apart more and more. And you're trying to accomplish this American dream, this good life that you want, the good life of satisfaction, of fulfillment, of happiness. But at the end of each day, what you are feeling is pressure to do more and it's miserable. And so my question that I want you to be to ask you is, do you want the good life? The good life is a life spent receiving God's love every single day, over and over again, without thinking about it. Receiving God's love and creating habits of receiving God's love will change you. So you think that the good life is about what you do, but the good life is about receiving what God has done does and is doing in space-time and history. It has nothing to do with you. So this is essentially a talk about habits of being God's beloved, the, the series. And we're going to be talking about habits of receiving God's love, habits of worship. So I want you guys to know that one of the ways that we can receive God's love is by is by embodying some of these habits that we're going to talk about. And, and tonight we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about scripture reading, work, and we're going to talk. Um, we're going to talk about uh, what it, um, you know, uh, what it looks like to be doing this in a community uh, called church. So, how do you receive God's love? How do you receive God's love, and how do you, in a sense, receive this good life um, that God has for you? The good life is offered to you every single day. And so often we never receive it because the fundamental basis for the good life, for a life of receiving God's love, is that it's not about you. Let me say that again. It's not about you. So you and I have habits and routines that we do over and over again every single day that are making life about us. And we find ourselves miserable, tired, worn out, ashamed, and broken. So the first part of this, of receiving God's love, is actually not making it about you, but drawing near in worship to Him. And one of the ways that we can do that is through prayer and reading Scripture. And so the question is, why, why, do, we, why do we pray? And why do we read Scripture? And the reason is, is it has nothing to do with like a checklist of like, this is how I earn God's love. It has everything to do because God loves you. And you desire to connect with the God of the universe who loves you. And praying and reading scripture are like your cell phone. They connect you to the people that love you, to God who loves you. The cell phone connects you to the people that, that you love. Essentially, prayer and reading scripture connect you to the father of the universe, the father of you who created you and knitted you together in your mother's room, um, who loves you. It connects you there. And so we we should, if we know that we are God's beloved, we should kind of feel this, this inclination in our heart of like, I want to connect. And so you can actually connect and talk to God. And, the, and one of the ways that we do this is through praying and reading scripture. And when you pray, what, this is what happens when, when you pray. And, and, and that's like the idea here is, is, is essentially speaking to God through your heart. You can say words out loud in prayer and that's, and that's good, but you can also say them kind of subconscious, subconsciously even, but also 
um, in your heart quietly without ever speaking it um, in your mind. And so when you begin doing this, you are, what you're doing is you're centering yourself into what the good life is all about, what love is all about. You're centering yourself on the creator of love, of the creator of life. You're centering yourself around God. And, and essentially, you're, you're shedding yourself, you're shedding away, making life about you, and you're centering yourself around, around the true center of the universe. Just the simple action of talking to God in prayer, sharing your thoughts, gratitude, your concerns, worries, your pains, your hurt, your brokenness, but also your accomplishments and just talking. I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy with fancy words. It can just be a talking, a communicating, like you would talk to anyone else. And as you do this, you are uh, surrendering yourself and your life to God. It automatically, just in the simple act of just praying, is a receiving of God's love. Praying to God, it doesn't have to just be this like fancy thing or, or this special thing that you do in church. It's in every single day. It can be the thing that you do first thing in the morning instead of turning to your phone. And you know what's really, really cool is, is, is if you quiet your heart in those moments and as you listen in, you will have images come to your mind or, or, or feelings or, or, or certain things. And, and God actually kind of in some incredibly mysterious way is communicating with you. It's, it's beautiful. It's sweet. It's relieving. It relieves your stress and anxiety. It really does. But also one of the ways that we hear from God and talk to God is reading scripture. Listen, scripture is God's words written down. And if you want to know the power of God's words, turn to just Genesis 1. And you see in Genesis 1 that in the beginning God spoke and all things were created. So with his words, he creates all things out of nothing. So then what could possibly happen if you open up your Bible and you read scripture and you read God's words, these, these words that are so powerful, they can create things. They can make all things new. They can create something new inside of you. So when you listen to God's word, you open it and read it, it's incredible. And I know when I struggled with praying, and, and I do struggle with praying, it's because I'm like, God, you never speak to me in it. And, that, and, and there's, a, there's a sense that at times it's very quiet when you pray. And you're like, man, what, what is God saying? What is he communicating? But let me tell you, God speaks with words. And he spoke to human beings who wrote them down. These eternal words that have lasted over thousands and thousands of years that we get to hold to this day and read them. And these are the words from the God who created all things with words. And so if I want to hear from God, I can open the Bible and hear about him, know him. And those words are powerful because they will create something new inside of me. It's a way that we connect and know God. It's like when you read a letter from somebody and they write you a letter, especially someone, if they, if they love you or say thank you, it feels like they're actually talking to you and because they actually are. They spoke they, and they wrote it down. And then they mailed it to you and you open it. And yes, it's in a, It's not like in that present moment as you read that letter that that person is saying those words to you. But they said them. And they recorded them. And they gave them to you. And then in a different place and time in history, you get to hear it. But it doesn't take away from the... It doesn't mean that those words don't have any power. Because they were spoken and read at a different time, but you're just receiving it at a different time. They're powerful. Sometimes when I read letters from people, they make me cry. They make me feel. 
It's true. They have power. Words have power. And God spoke, and his words are are so powerful, they create things out of nothing, and they'll create something new in you. And it's a way that you can encounter and experience God's love for you. Here's what's at the foundation of praying and reading scripture is trust. It's trusting God. It's laying your life down. It's receiving his love. It's putting yourself and saturating yourself with God's love. It's living the life of the beloved of God. It's making your life not about you, but about him. Because the truth is, is life's not about you. Life is about God. And this is incredibly freeing. See, prayer and reading scripture, I don't want you to turn it into something that's like, if I don't do it, then God doesn't love me. No, that's a big lie. That it should not shame you. But praying and reading scripture is done from a heart knowing that they are loved by God. That is the only way that you should do it. If you do it out of guilt and shame, then what you're essentially doing is, is, is you're, you're making it about you. You're making it about you feeling better. Praying and reading scripture isn't about you feeling better. Praying and reading scripture convicts you, challenges you, changes you. It's hard work. It, it hurts. But you do it because you want to connect with God, your Father. You see, you receive God's love because of Jesus. You can pray to God and read his words because of Jesus. Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus is the spoken word embodied. So here's something I want you to try. And just try it this week. Wake up in the morning, instead of grabbing your phone, pray a prayer. It can be a verse or anything. Then open your Bible and just read a verse. Read a psalm. Or, or, or turn to John, the Gospel of John. It's a great uh, book in the Bible. It's super uh, easy to read and, and, and it's so encouraging. So the next part that I want to talk about is another habit of worship, which is work. And you might be like, how is work a habit of worshiping God? And it really is because when you work, you are, you are doing what God has called you to do. So in the beginning, God calls man to work. He gives him work and purpose. And so you are called to work. And, and you might be like, Mikey, I'm a student. I, I don't have work. And, and my point is, yes, you do. You, you are called to be a son. You are called to be a daughter. That is work um, as, as a son and daughter, to, to work in your house, um, to, to embody those callings, to honor your mother and father. That is work. Work, you're also called to be a student, to study hard, uh, to go to class. That is work. You're called to be an, some of you are called to be athletes on a part of a team. That is work. You gotta, you gotta work. You gotta put in the work. But so many of us find so much value in our grades and whether we're a good son, good daughter, whether we are a good brother, good sister, whether we are good at sports, whether we are good at reading, whether we're good or, and liked on social media and in our accounts. We put so much um, pressure on what we do because we're using our work, we're, we're using it for the wrong reasons. We're using our work to validate ourselves, to affirm ourselves. And it's not necessarily bad to work hard, but when you work hard so that you can be seen as the hardest worker, so that you can be seen as the best, you're missing the point of your work. Your work is supposed to be offered to God as this, this like act of love in response to his love for you. So many times we use our work as a way to earn our love instead as a way to receive our love. You use your work as a way to say, see people, see the world, see everybody. Don't you see that I'm valuable and important? Instead of 
using work as a way that you connect with God your Father, as a way that you embody your true calling. And Christians can be the worst at this. I mean, so many Christians, we, we try to work to earn God's love. We, we, we work hard to go to church. We work hard to go to youth group. We work hard to lead small groups. We work hard to make disciples. We work hard to read our Bibles. We work hard to pray. We work hard to fast. We work hard, 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 hard. And so many of us as Christians can feel so exhausted and be like, Christianity, it totally exhausts me. But, it, but it, that's not the way it's supposed to be. What you're doing in that moment is, is you're trying to earn God's love. You're trying to be Jesus. But you can't be Jesus. There's only one Savior, one Jesus. He rescued you from sin and death. He became unlovable so that you can become loved, so that you can become the beloved of God, and so that you can work from a heart of love instead of a heart of earning God's love. So that when you study, so that when you play your sports, so that when you go home and you're a son and a daughter, so that when you go to school, and so that when you're around your friends, and when you uh, have a career, you're not finding your value in it because your value is already found in Jesus. And so therefore your work is an act of worship, an act of drawing near to God because you want to do what he has called you to do. Each one of us is called to do something. Each one of us is designed with certain spiritual gifts that God has given us. And so what are those for you? Right now, you're called to be a student. So go to school, do your work. If you get a bad grade, but you're doing your best and you're, you're, you're doing it out of an act of love, then it's okay. Your value is not found whether you're an A, B, C, D, or F student. If you go to work and, and you work on the sports team, but you ride the bench the whole time, it's okay because you're giving yourself over. You're fulfilling your call. You're working hard, not to earn, not to earn your love, but because you're loved. When you are at home and you make a mistake or you get grounded or, or you rebel against your parents, you're called to confess and repent and to turn from those things. Your parents love you. God loves you. You can confess that. You make mistakes. Work hard to love them, to honor them. Not because you want them to love you more, because they already love you, because God loves you, but because you are loved so much. This is worship. This is a habit of worship. So prayer and reading scripture and working. The other thing is, is, is a habit of worship is, is church. The good life of receiving God's love is not a lonely life. You see, in the beginning, when God created man, Adam, he created Adam first. He said it was not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve. And then he said it was very good. It's very good for us to do life together. The reason why you feel alone right now is because you have habits that are making life all about you. You're just one person. And when one person is in a room, that person is alone. Don't do life alone. Don't make life about you. If you make life about you, then yes, you will be alone. We are lonely when we make life about ourselves. And so some of you guys are sitting in this room full of people and you feel completely lonely. And the reason is because you have habits 
that make life revolve around you. Your life isn't about you. It's about God. Jesus was betrayed by his best friends. Jesus was separated from his father in his death. And by becoming sinful on the cross, he became lonely. So that you don't have to be alone. So that you can have and receive God's love and have the good life. Because of Jesus, you have a father who loves you. That you can pray to, that you can hear from through the Bible. That you can experience in your work. And you don't have to do it alone. Because through Jesus, there stands the church. You need the church because you need Jesus. And the, and the church, God talks about it in Ephesians, is, is the body of Christ here on earth. It's, if you want to know Jesus more, if you want to continue to saturate yourself in the love of God, go to church because you need him. If you need him, then go to church because you need church. It's what he established here on earth for you. And we need each other. We need Jesus. Church is where we can receive both each other and Jesus. Don't go to church, though, because you think it's a way that God loves you more. Whether you do any of these habits has nothing to do with whether you're loved or not. You are loved because you are God's beloved sons and daughters. That's it. You're loved because of Jesus, because of his work. So don't do these habits. If you do these habits just because you feel like that's the way that I earn God's love, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it because you're making it about yourself. You're trying to make yourself feel better. The good life, receiving God's love, is not about what you do. It's not about you. We have created habits that aren't necessarily bad, but we're doing them for ourselves as a way to earn our love. In Jesus, you already have the love. God gives you the good life in Jesus. Therefore, embody these and practice these habits. Receive it. These are ways to receive it. These are ways to worship by praying and reading, working and being present in church. Don't do these things as a way of earning brownie points or earning God's love, but do them because you are loved by God. Do them because you want to grow in this love. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these students. I ask that you, I ask that you pour out your love on them this week. I ask that you love the broken and the needy. I ask that those who are in this room that feel alone, I pray that they would feel your presence now, God. That they would know that through prayer, that through Jesus, that they are there, that they are your beloved. God, may out of this truth that we are your beloved, may it lead us to pray, read, work, and do life together. In Jesus' name, amen.